What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good morning. Okie dokie. So let's begin, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Question comes from Nina Reese in Raleigh, North Carolina. Nina. No snacking after dinner. Great in concept, not great in practice. <laughs> I started by grabbing an orange instead of the chips. Any suggestions for how to manage the eating after dinner, behaviorally, mentally? This is a great question. This is fantastic. I feel like this is a question that a lot of you guys would benefit from. Who's excited to hear the answer to this question? Well, I think Nina is in the raw transformation currently. Mm-hmm. For one, Nina, you're practicing what we call the better than strategy in the sense that you went and you grabbed an orange instead of chips look something better than so this is coming from my own experience of myself having been a late night snacker i don't know what it was about this thing where it's like the sun sets and it's like the monster comes out comes out of you out of the pantry out of both places you're not even sure it's the Um, after dark monster So look, if you've been struggling with late night snacking, then you're not just going to go from like being a late night snacker to not being a late night snacker. Okay. There are transitions. Okay. So the first thing that you want to practice is awareness along with basically a better than choice because physiologically your body is currently dependent on late night snacking and behaviorally too. So we're not just going to remove both because what's going to happen is that you'll just want to sabotage even more. Okay. So the best way to go about it is behaviorally start becoming more aware and keep on doing what you're already, what you have been doing, but in a different approach, in a better approach, in the sense that you're now grabbing an orange instead of chips. Awesome. And chances are is that if you're a late night snacker, you're not just going to stop at an orange. You're probably (laughs) going to go for watermelon and cantaloupe. And that's fine. You know what? It's not perfect. It's not even close to being perfect. But the reality is, is that you're eating better than what you would have eaten. Okay. So now you want to become aware. The first thing that you want to do as far as awareness goes is you want to become aware of what is it that I'm eating and how much am I eating? Okay. While opting for better than stuff. Okay. And then after you have like a week worth of data, you're like, okay, I ate this much of blah, blah, blah. So now what you'll want to do is you'll want to reduce your intake by just a little bit. Okay. And then you'll want to keep on doing the same thing while continuously progressing yourself. So you go from the same amount of better stuff to reducing, 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 reducing. Over time, you're going to be like, what's the point of me eating this anyways? Once like behaviorally, you'll get into a point where you're like, okay, like I get it. Like 
you will feel and see that this is an issue. Right now, you know it's an issue, but your body is not really ready and your mind is not really ready to change that. So it takes a little bit of time, okay? So this is my recommendation for you and how to go about it. You know, for as long as you practice those two approaches within a few months, and that all depends on the environment that you're in too, by the way, like who, who do you live around with? What is around you? That sort of thing. That will take you a couple of months should you be in an optimized environment. Now, if you're not in an optimized environment, then we are going to need to also look at what are other blind spots or gaps that you currently have that you're either aware of or not even aware of. And how can we like get that out of the road so that, you know, you can be in a more optimized environment and then just focus on keeping the main thing, the main thing. You said becoming aware. And I thought also within that awareness, you have to accept that that's going to be a feeling you have and you have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And when you know, and when you accept, Hey, uh, this is something I'm going to feel right. This is a temptation. I'm going to have a right. I've made peace with that. Now there's the approach that Sarit has. There's another approach that Sarit had and she would do herself, which was take a shower, brush your teeth, mouthwash. Oh yeah. Now you don't maybe feel like eating mm -hmm. because your mouth is clean. You know, you've kind of refreshed yourself. Maybe by this time you forgot about wanting to eat. So there's other things too that you can do to occupy yourself. Maybe you could also create a different evening routine that involves something where like you need your hands to do it, a puzzle or reading a book or something that takes you away from the eating. And then another thought that I had was sitting down to be in a quiet present space to where you can think about and envision why exactly it is that you're trying to avoid eating something. Yes. What is the result you are looking to get? What is your why? Go back to your why. Write down your goals. Feel like eating and you know. Now, let's also be very clear that eating later at night is not necessarily a bad thing. And I'll talk about that in a second. But we all know when like what we feel tempted to eat is not going to serve us. Mm -hmm. If you're finding yourself in that moment, grab a piece of paper and a writing utensil and write down your goals. Bring yourself back to the reason why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. Bring yourself back to why is it I know that this isn't serving me? I know it's not serving me. I can feel it. Intuitively, I know this is not going to benefit me. Let me go write down why and remember that. And you might find that you've generated some extra kind of motivation. And eventually the habit will go away to where that feeling is not as extreme. There was actually a point in my life, this, I love this question because there was a point in my life where it was so bad for me. I would literally stand in front of the cupboards eating. I would put peanut butter on bread. I would pour cereal into a bowl, ice cream, whatever other the peanut butter pretzel bite things from Costco. Like... And I literally did not know how to stop myself. It's like there was a demon in me that took control and I had no control. So I thought, and you know, doing little things like this, you know, you're not going to be perfect all the time either. So don't expect that. Oh, now I've got all these tips and tools and it's, I'm never going to struggle again. You'll probably struggle for a little while still. Like Sarit said, you don't change overnight. 
but being aware of and accepting that you understand when you do fall short, okay, what did I learn and how do I do better? Right? Maybe the strategy I used wasn't effective. Let me try a different one. Maybe the brushing my teeth and doing mouthwash didn't stop me. Maybe I got to try a different technique. Maybe I got to go write my goals down. You know, until you find something that is effective to you, keep trying. And eventually when you can practice it enough times in a row. And one of the things that I told myself is it's literally one day at a time. We say this all the time. It's one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And I would tell myself like gamification is a word I learned from Stacey K. And it's where I play games with myself in my mind to get myself to accomplish certain things. And what I would say is, and I would believe it is if I make it tonight without binge eating, I can do it tomorrow. I'm free to do it tomorrow. And so then I would look forward to that. But then I would wake up the next day. You're always motivated in the morning to wake up the next day. It's the same story. Okay. If I cannot binge eat tonight, I get to do it tomorrow. And I believed it. I really truly would tell myself I get to do that tomorrow. I really do get to do it tomorrow. And I don't have to feel bad about it because I didn't do it for a night. That's how severe it was for me. One night mm -hmm. I struggled to do it for one night. Yeah. And totally right. So I would tell myself me not doing this for one night and allowing myself to do it tomorrow is still better than I was before because mm -hmm. I didn't do it for one night. Next day rolls around. Okay. Same deal. Tomorrow I can do it. Let me look forward to tomorrow. I'm not going to do it tonight. If I don't do it tonight, I get to do it tomorrow without feeling bad about it. I've earned that. Even if I binge eat tomorrow, I've made it now two nights in a row, which is better than I've done. Mm. Right. And to just keep playing those games. That's what worked for me. Honestly, we try to give you as many varieties as possible so that you have the ammunition to work with what works best for you. But this is huge. And I love spending time talking about this because I think this is such a massively, it's a huge struggle for so many people. For so many people. And here's the thing, like I have two notes that I have to put uh -huh. on a piece of paper to make sure. Here. And while you're doing that, I'm going to go back to where I was saying it's not necessarily bad to eat at night. It isn't. Some people work, you know, very unique hours for their career. Some people are awake in the middle of the night. Can we expect you to, oh, you can't eat after 6 p.m. What if I don't go to bed until 1 a.m. because of my job or something else, you know, that of whatever. That's unfair to say, oh, you can't eat between the hours of 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1. seven hours. That's not fair. It's what you're eating and what your body needs at that moment. We ate last night. What time was it? Nine? Yeah. 9 p.m. That's like already 30 minutes past my bedtime. But we had salad and salmon. It's not about had I eaten three donuts, my body would have responded a little bit differently. Right? So, you know, that whole like don't eat after whatever time is. Yeah. Okay. It's all relative and you have to personalize it. So two things, you know, and the hardest thing about this is that People have a hard time following through with anything that's not going to change overnight. Oh, yes. Like, I'm telling you this from my own personal experience. Instant gratification. It took me, when it comes to emotional eating, like, emotional eating was like the last thing out of my entire, like, nutritional, like, weight loss, body comp, whatever block that I, like I had so many blocks you guys but like the emotional eating part like took me the longest to get rid of just being fully honest took me about three years three years and I'm an absolute go-getter but here's the thing 
Like the reason why people have a hard time following these approaches is because it's not going to happen overnight. We just gave you the entire approach. But the hard part about it is that we talked about the concept of patience last week. We live in an impatient society and I don't care how patient you are, but when you want to lose weight and you know that something is going to take quite a bit of time, you might talk yourself out of it because you're like, you know what? I'm a go-getter. So I'm actually going to like go all in on this and just completely like try to cut any late night snacking out of my life. Okay, cool. But it's on an emotional level and a physiological level. It is a habit that you're going to need to rewire right here. And that takes a long time. So you're going to be fine for one day. You're going to be fine for two days, three, 14 days max. If you're really disciplined until there's a trigger Mm -hmm. and then the -hmm. same thing happens. So then you're like, you know what? This time I'm, I'm going to practice more willpower or I'm going to avoid that one circumstance that made it happen. And you do the same thing over and over again. And instead of actually going the guaranteed route, which will take a little bit longer because it's going to rewire your patterns, what you end up doing is repeating the cycle over and over again, trying to do it faster, trying to shortcut. There's no shortcuts. Like if you want to overcome late night snacking, there's no shortcuts. And also... Something that we haven't even talked about is we have to confront what is actually causing our need for food at night. Because here's the thing. If you struggle with late night snacking, you don't late night snack on freaking like carrots, carrots or veggies. Like you said, you late night snack on chips, on cereal, on peanut butter, on bread, on ice cream. Dude, we know that shit because we've been through it. So, some were mind readers. Something that I want to challenge each and every one of you guys, you go-getters out there, don't challenge yourself to go the fast route because you're a go-getter. Because that shit's going to come and bite you in the ass. And I'm telling you that from experience. Because it takes one to know one. So go the for sure way, not the fast way. Because the fast way is going to get you to the same situation fast. And I want to talk about one more thing. The other thing is about how we live in a bitch-ass society. And there's all these companies out there that talk about late-night snacking made easy. So they actually market to you based on something that you struggle with in order to repeat the pattern. Because they know that if you are a late-night snacker, like you could have like a various degrees of addiction. The marketing spoke your language. Yeah. So that Halo Top ice cream, you eat that shit every night. Cause it's guilt, it's because, guilt free. Because it's guilt free and it's got protein. We used to eat it all the time too. I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> like that shit it's takes the, so- It's the progression though. It's the progression. That's the better then. You're like, oh my God, it's gold because it's protein and it's ice cream and ah! So I'm going to eat it every night. Or the protein peanut butters that we used to eat and yeah. they down like a jar and at that was, night. And that was only what, four years ago, maybe three years ago. No, three four or four years, years ago. ago, four years ago. You know, we were doing better. It still wasn't serving. It's still, you're still feeding the monster. You're just feeding the monster a different thing, but it's not about the food. It's about the monster. It's not about the food. It's about the ability and the confidence to tame the monster and have self-control. 
Yes, practice the approach that will tame the monster, okay? And you also need to be aware that there is all these things out there that are there to basically target you based on your areas of struggle. So just be aware of that. Like, of course, eating Halo Top ice cream at night is better than eating, like, whatever ice cream at night. Tillamook. Ooh. But, dude, like, there is, the reality is, is that, like, Halo Top ice cream is not, a, like, a nutrient-dense food. You want nutrient-dense food, you eat salad and salmon for dinner, okay? But if you eat Halo Top, like, I don't give a shit if it's got protein. I don't give a shit how many grams of net carbs it has. If it ain't nutrient-dense, it's gonna end up somewhere. Your ass, your Pan, muffin top. Pancaka. Yeah, we're passionate about this because it's a big part of our lives too. And if you're like loving this right now, and this is extremely helpful and like bringing some awareness and some insight to you, drop some kind of comment in what your next move is going to be mm. just to make the commitment to yourself. So check this out. Willpower. You mentioned this a while ago and you said, okay, I'm going to just try to have more discipline. Well, did you just try to have more discipline the night before when you failed? So what is it that tells you tonight you trying to have more discipline is going to work any better than it did the night before? And it sounds like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And it's so simple, but we got to stop trying the same thing if it's not working. Mm. The other thing that I thought about is how are you feeding yourself throughout the rest of the day? What is everything else that happened leading up to this moment? I know where you're going with that. And I think about myself. I think back to myself. I've got 1,200 calories today. And please don't think like I'm making fun of you or hating on you if this is you. This was me, okay? So I'm living me from many, many years ago. I've got 1,200 calories today. I know exactly what you're going to say because I used to be the same thing. <clears throat> okay, so I've got, I'm going to eat three almonds for breakfast with a protein shake because I need some fat with, because it fills me up with the protein. Okay, that's... 200 calories. All right. Half a sandwich with whole wheat bread for lunch, four hours from then. Okay. Now I'm at 600 calories. Oh my gosh. I'm already halfway there. I want to have a snack. So I'll have some protein chips. That's another 160 calories. Okay. And you're starving yourself throughout the day. No wonder your body's like, give me something. Give me something. Because you didn't give it anything. And you know what? This is still things that go through my mind occasionally. We were on the airplane a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And Sarit's eating her oatmeal with Greek yogurt, berries, and nuts. It's like a staple for her. Mm -hmm. I asked her, hey, can I have a bite? I took a bite. I was like, man, this is so good. Why have I not been eating this for breakfast? And it occurred to me in that moment, I was fucking afraid of the carbs. I wasn't eating it because it sounded like it was too good to be true. Even to this day, guys, you're not alone. But it's the ability to self-analyze and ask yourself the hard questions. Why am I doing this? Why am I thinking this? Why am I behaving like this? Because in that moment, what I realize is, shit, this Greek yogurt is a fantastic source of protein. This Oatmeal is nothing if we're talking about carbs. It's really nothing. It's high quality carbs. It's high quality, plus the berries, high quality. Plus we eat it after a workout. There's some fat, perfect. That is, aside from the veggies, a very well-balanced meal and it tastes fucking delicious. 
But in my mind, I had this idea if, if it tastes that good, it's going to make me fat. So if you're not feeding yourself throughout the day, you can bet your bottom dollar you're going to want to be a monster at night. That's science. Your body needs to be fed. It needs to be fueled. And if you fill yourself properly in the beginning of the day and in the middle of the day, I guarantee you will have less temptations at night. I guarantee you. But you have to be courageous enough to forget about the fucking calories and just eat good quality food in a balanced manner. And this is where the keto and intermittent fasting culture also takes advantage of this. And, you know, for anybody listening, like if you're big on keto and, and or intermittent fasting, like, please, if it works for you, like keep staying in your lane. That's awesome. I know that it helps some people. But knowing our people, our emotional eaters, no, it's a means to continued self-sabotage. It wrecks habit. Because keto culture will say, well, just don't eat carbs at night. Don't eat carbs ever. Right. So if it's fat, it's going to be fine. So they'll come up with all these like keto-esque, super high fat snacks that have some carbs in it. Is it really keto? Debatable. But it says keto on it, right? So then you're basically just eating a bunch of pseudo health foods at night, thinking that you're doing the same thing, basically just repeating the cycle and you're probably paying double the amount on it because let's face it, anything that's like pseudo healthy is double the amount just because they can. And then if you're intermittent fasting, then, you know, the last hour of the day, it's kind of like sprint to the finish line. How much food can I stuff in my body until 7 p.m. hits? So three, two, one, let's go. And then I'm going to be fine until noon tomorrow. And then you're hungry and you start living your day, not structured in a sense where you're just balanced and optimized, but structured in a sense that you're so limiting yourself that all you're waiting for is that, that minute when you come home after a long day and you've been super structured and you're hungry and you're stressed out and you're like, man, the cupboard is calling me again. I got an hour. Three, two, one, let's go. I have a question for you. Yeah. <clears throat> In that circumstance, yeah. what are you thinking about all day? Food. What you focus on expands. Yep. Inside your belly. So you're always hungry. And then you wake up feeling so nasty too that all you want to do is two hours of cardio, but you're stressed out because you're like, man, where am I going to find these two hours? I got to look presentable. I really don't feel presentable. Hopefully the pants fit because I feel like a 10 pound shit and a nine pound bag. And weapons. I got to take care of the kids and shit. I really overdid it with the snacks last night. So I feel like I have a sugar hangover and now I have to make them breakfast. So I'm just going to rush my morning. And then all I'm going to focus on all day is food. I laugh because not because like this is a light topic. This is really something that so many people struggle with, but I laugh because the visual that you paint is hilarious. I had a client who would call it a busted can of biscuits, you know, and you open up and you pop it open and it's like out the sides. Anyways, before, so keto is one of those funny things. Like we want to buy products that we really believe are going to help us, right? based off of how we've been marketed to, based off of, you know, what we've been told. 
And one of our biggest struggles is getting people to really believe that we do have the truth, getting people to believe that we actually have a solution that isn't full of garbage, that isn't going to be so strictly regimented you hate your life, that is something you'll be able to follow through with forever, that is something that allows you to enjoy the things that you like to enjoy, but still make progress towards your goals, and finally believe that you can do this and you can actually accomplish your goals. What keto or intermittent fasting program has actually made you believe, ah, I think that once I reach my goals, I can actually stay there. Or I feel confident that I can do this for the rest of my life. Yes. And so wholeheartedly and not stress the fuck out. And so, you know, unfortunately, you know, we market, we have ads. So many of you found us because of an ad. Great. Guess what? That's the only way we can get your attention. That's the only way we can get you into the ecosystem that provides you the solutions and the truth. Now, there's a lot of people who use that for things that are not going to help you right? Like keto marketing. You know how many things I have seen the label keto slapped on that is not anything to do with keto. And before keto bread came out, I was like, I bet you I could make keto bread and everybody would fucking buy it because it says keto. So the whole point in this is to say, let's bring it back around, eat real food, not too much, mostly plants. Fuel yourself properly from the beginning and throughout the middle of the day that you remove temptations because of that. I dare you. I dare you to try to gain body fat by eating all good whole healthy foods. I dare you. Or in that space, we shouldn't have to think about how many calories it is. It's about a good, whatever the balance is that you choose, right? If it's maybe an 80% good whole healthy foods, 20% pizza and ice cream and donuts, but it gets you closer to your goals, great. Just be intentional. And you know that when you're not eating it intentionally, the snack, right? The midnight, the after dinner, if we're gonna bring it back around full circle to this question, if you are eating something and you can feel inside you, for some reason it's wrong, it probably is wrong deemed by you because it's not gonna help you get closer to your goals and you know it. So it's not necessarily about the food. It's about the intention and that is calming the monster. I hope this was helpful. This was a really good question. And I feel like knowing our community, that's probably like one of the most powerful questions. You guys, and here's one thing that I will tell anybody in our community. Like if this is something that you know that you've been having trouble with for a long period of time, Please don't try to go through it on your own. Like if you actually want fast track, then you need a lot of accountability from a lot of people. The more the merrier. And if you're courageous and committed, then make sure to get a mentor too. Oh, Audrey said something powerful too. Audrey, she said, what consumes your mind will control your life. Yes. That is what you focus on expands. Whatever your mind is filled with. I was just watching something this morning that is like, You know, everything that is going on in your life was created by you. Mm -hmm. Whatever thoughts take up the most brain space are the things that will be created in your life. You're scared you're going to get fat. If I eat this, I'm going to get fat. Oh, if I eat this or if I eat that, like, oh my gosh. Oh, I just look at a donut and I gain weight. If these things are consuming your mind, you are creating it. Might not agree or might not like that, but it's reality because what you think ends up being 
how you act, create your reality, beginning with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So choose to flip the script. Like we always say, if it's something you don't want, change it around. What is the result that you want? Say that instead. Don't say, oh, I'm going to avoid binge eating tonight. Tell yourself, I went to bed feeling properly fed and happy with the way I behaved. Confident in the way I consumed my food today with great intention. Mm-hmm. I woke up, I woke up in the morning feeling proud of myself for doing what I knew was the best for me. Mm. These things are powerful. And it's amazing what happens just immediately when you start to tell yourself the result that you want. What do I want? How do I want this to turn out? How do I want this to end up? I don't want to be late for work. I'm always on time for work. You start behaving that way. I'm always on time for work. To make this a reality, I leave 10 minutes earlier than I thought. I arrive at work early, feeling fully prepared. Your physiological state changes when your thought pattern changes. And you have this like weird kind of confidence. You're like, oh, I can make that happen. Wow. I just said it to myself. It like kind of became real in my head just now. Wow. Maybe it can be real. Great job. That was powerful. Go team. Okay. So you create your reality. So you guys, about 30 years ago, we entered what's called the information era. I'm sweating. And the information era has like made us live in a way more advanced world. Things happen way faster. But this is what's been happening over time is that it is no longer the information era that we live in. It is the misinformation era that we live in. So now we live in this world that is full of misinformation. You are in this tiny ecosystem that has a massive mission in comparison to this big world. So this is where you're getting the right information. Everything else is false information. You guys, one of the most important things that you can do for yourself in this day and age is protect yourself from misinformation. Everything that's happening in this century, in this decade, Like the reason why this nation is more separated than ever before is because there is misinformation on both ends, you guys. The reason why people are more overweight and lost than ever before is because of misinformation. The reason why people only and why middle class is only getting poorer and poorer is because of misinformation. Protect yourself, you guys. Protect yourself by immersing yourself when you find the right information and you will know you will feel it wholeheartedly immerse yourself in it and i'm telling you guys this from experience because this mission that we have is massive and we were not professional entrepreneurs like from day one you guys but we do everything that we can to get our information from a credible source practices what he preaches that has been there and done that and has proven success throughout the years. Everything else around it is just a bunch of misinformation. And you guys, like 99% of the time, people are trying to take advantage of you. So you need to open your eyes and you need to do your research and see how is this going to actually help you down the line? Is this a credible source? Why is this a credible source? And don't just believe like freaking, you know, like certificates, please. Because there is a difference between making a positive impact on you and helping you achieve a solution that you're looking for 
versus having a certificate and a piece of paper. This might sound harsh. And a lot of people and professionals who might be hearing this might not like what I said, but you guys, it's the fucking truth. So you need to open your eyes and you need to protect yourself because you guys, you become a byproduct of your environment. And if your environment is full of misinformation and negative information, then you're going to keep on sabotaging yourself, regardless of how good your efforts are, regardless of how much of a go-getter you are. This is like not even like a nutritional issue anymore. It is like a global pandemic, the pandemic of misinformation, misinformation about everything, the coronavirus, the elections, like people like riots. Why? Because everybody gets a different form of information. But one might say, Sarit, how do you know what information is the right information? At the beginning, you don't, but you feel it. And this is why you got to do your part to do research to see what is credible. I'm telling you guys, there is a lot of misinformation. There's also a lot of really good information. Yeah. And it's about learning how to decipher. So what do we pay attention to, to determine whether something is good quality information and going to help us to succeed or going to hurt us? Now, check this out. I can't speak for anybody but myself, and I'm sure Sari agrees, but this is the path we take to decipher this is, for one, what is my goal? What do I need the most right now? What is my goal? What do I need the most help with? That's where it starts. Two is finding the right mentors. Who in this world has achieved what I want to achieve? This is why you guys are here. We have struggled with our weight. We've achieved sustainable weight loss or body transformation. And you guys can see that. Now, the next step is who else has that person helped to achieve the same thing? Because it's one thing to make a transformation for yourself, but can you coach other people to do the same thing? Okay, know what you want, know what your goals are. What do you need in order to accomplish those goals? Where is the person or people? It should be multiple people. It should be many people. But you start with one or two or three who has proven that for themselves and helped other people, many other people to achieve that. Also, somebody with a certificate might be a very credible source, but you don't know they're credible until they prove their credibility through helping somebody else or many somebody else's. Now you can choose the level of greatness that you want to attach yourself to. And guess what? The greater the person, the more money you're going to have to pay to get close to them. This is just real life. So you don't necessarily have to start with the top, right? You want to create an epic audience and television network. Ah, go hang out with Oprah. Okay. Well, maybe that's not realistic. Maybe you won't start there. Okay. Who else is like that? But I can get myself around right now. And I can work my way to, right? So, you know, and, and there's good people and there's bad people everywhere. They come in all different colors. They come in all different nationalities. They come in all different sizes and weights, all different hair colors. They come in different religions. They come from different parts of the world. There's good people and there's bad people, period. There's good Americans. There's bad Americans. There's good Christians, there's bad Christians. There's good white people, there's bad white people. There's good black people, there's bad black people. Let's talk about it. There's good people, bad people, period. If you're doing good things in the world and you're helping a lot of people, you're a good people. Find those people. 
for you. Find the people who have proven the success in the area that you want. Consume their information because they did something right and they're doing a lot of things right. I was saying to myself this morning and I was like, wow, that's a really profound thought. And this is a great time to share it. I think you don't have to like everybody and you don't have to like everything about anybody. You don't have to like everybody. Guess what? Not everybody's going to like you. And you don't have to like everything about everybody or anybody. You don't have to like anybody. Sorry, I'm getting this all mixed up. You don't have to like everybody and you don't have to like everything about anybody, Mm. right? So find the people who have what you need right now in this moment. Yes. Who have proven it time and time again. Like, okay, so you guys know some of our mentors are Grant Cardone and Brandon Dawson. Also, who else? Andy Frisella. Also, who else? Marie Forleo, Oprah Winfrey, Ed Milet. These are people that we listen to for what? For the things that we need right in this moment. Mm -hmm. What do you need right in this moment? That's how you find good information. You can go on Google and you can find anything. Guess what? Sarit's notorious for talking about not knowing how to fix a tire, a change a spare tire. So, (laughs) especially on the inner circle calls. So guess what? How is she going to find the right information to do that? How is she going to find the right information to achieve the task at hand? She's got to figure out who's credible to fix a tire because why? They've fixed a lot of tires in their life and they've done it for a lot of people. I'm going to call them. Or you could go on Google and you can blindfold yourself and shoot the arrow and hope that it fucking hits the donkey on the tail. I think I just combine archery and pin the tail on the donkey in one thing. You're welcome. But you know, like it's Google. It's like, okay, I have no idea what is credible here right now. So there's a lot of bad information. There's a lot of good information. How do I find the good? Find the people who've achieved what it is that you need many times over and have been successful doing that through good times and bad times. Somebody can be successful, but what happens when shit hits the fan? Do they crap? Are they a one hit wonder? Do they have one really cool jamming song? We used to play this game that was called Who Sang That Song? And it was a song that everybody knew, but nobody knew the artist. Why? Because it was their only good song. Those people aren't remembered. The song is remembered, but who has the information who's proven to do it well over and over and over and over, even when times are not the most ideal or optimal? Those are your people. Go find them. Go consume that information. Amen. And that's why we do because we know that we have the answer. So shame on us if we don't. Okay. Because we believe in you and we know that you're capable of achieving it. Now, whether you're going to achieve it or not depends on how coachable you are and how serious you are about changing yourself. Everybody wants change to happen to them, but not everybody's willing to put in the work to create the change because to change, you gotta change. You gotta change this. Yes. To change your body, you gotta change how you operate. You gotta change how you think. You gotta change how you act. You gotta change how you talk to yourself, who you talk to. I'm feeling really happy about this episode. How are you guys doing? And is this helpful? I saw some things that looked like it was helpful. So that makes me happy. Yeah. Guys, hey, if you found any value from today's episode, please, 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 all that we ask is just paid forward by sharing it with one person in your life who will benefit from being a part of this community. There is billions of people out there who are struggling with their weight. Weight management is like a thing. It's simple, stupid, simple. Green, yellow, red, one, two, three, four. Believe in you, change yourself. That's all you need. It ain't about the MyFitnessPal. It ain't about the ratios, timing, blah, blah, blah. 
Respect yourself. Don't be an asshole. Don't eat like an asshole. It's simple, but it's hard. So if you guys found value from today's information, please just go ahead and share it. If you are listening to this on YouTube, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button and share it with somebody that will appreciate this conversation. Or maybe they might be a little bit mad because we're speaking the truth. Who knows? If you're listening to this on podcast and please hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, would be great. We'd be extremely grateful. Whatever value you found from this. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then all you gotta do is just hit the share button. Okay. You guys, we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. We're gonna do our part. But in order for us to really make this massive impact on your world, if you could do your small part too, after listening to us, give us six seconds of your time and just share it. You know what? If you consider yourself a part of the ENS army, you're part of this mission, whether you like it or not. Yes. And it will be done. Yes. You guys, we love you. We hope that you have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sarit.